back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM920 The Answer. I'm Cleve Gaddis at Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio. We help listeners go from real estate novices to experts, so home selling and buying can be done with total confidence and without the worry typical with life's biggest investments. We want to connect with you, Atlanta. Go to gogaddisradio.com. You can ask questions, make comments. You can push back. You can share ideas. You can request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight, and you can subscribe to our podcast. We'd love you to be a podcast subscriber. Go GoGaddisRadio.com. In this segment, is the mortgage market stable in the U.S.? What mortgage options are available to people with less than stellar financials, credit, and income? And what should your agent do if, or what should you do if your agent cannot find any homes for you to see again? We want to connect with you. Go GoGaddisRadio.com is the address. G-O. G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com and you can connect with us there. Let's talk about the stability of the mortgage market in the U.S. The only reason we're bringing it up and in our prior segment we talked about the mortgage crisis, the real estate market meltdown from 2008 to 2012. I bought a local real estate franchise in 2006 so Needless to say, 2007, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12 were traumatic years for me. And so I'm very sensitive to the dynamics that led to the implosion, if you will, of the mortgage market from 2008 to 2012. And so I'm constantly doing research to see, hey, are we making risky loans like we did before? Because what happened is in many cases they would make loans to borrowers who did not have the ability to repay those loans. And that's a shame. That's not fair to do that. I would love for everybody to be able to get a home loan. But to make a loan to somebody who does not have the financial wherewithal, who does not have the history of making timely payments, to give them a loan for a home can be destructive to the economy and it can be destructive to the life of that person. Because if they cannot afford the home, it is only a matter of time before the home might very well be taken away from them. But let's look at something. In 2006, I wanted to know what was the level of mortgages originated for borrowers with a less than 620 FICO score. FICO score stands for Fair Isaacson Company. It is an algorithm they put in place that determines your ability or the possibility or the probability that you will repay the loan in a timely manner. And it measures that on a scale of, I believe, 300 all the way up to 850. So a 620 is getting toward the minimum. In most cases, lenders will not approve borrowers who have less than a 600 credit score. There are some lenders out there that will go to a 580 on FHA loans, things like that. But I wanted to look at the total volume of mortgages originated Four borrowers with a less than 620 FICO score. In 2006, that number was $376 billion. In 2006, borrowers with a less than stellar credit score borrowed almost $400 billion. In 2020, that number decreased from almost $400 billion, $376 billion, down to 74 
billion. So you can see that we are making, we as a country are making and insuring less, way less, like only 20% or only 15% of the risky loans that we were writing in 2006. If we look at the mortgage credit availability index, and this is measured on a scale where 100 represents the average over time, and the mortgage credit availability index, as it goes higher, it shows you the multiple, if you will, that represents the number of people who could qualify for a mortgage under the current underwriting criteria compared to today. The Mortgage Credit Availability Index is produced by the Mortgage Bankers Association. If you want to do some research, just look up Mortgage Bankers Association Mortgage Credit Availability Index, and you'll see all the data. In 2007, when we knew we were going to have a housing bubble, the Mortgage Credit Availability Index was at 868.7. 868.7. If you look at it today and you say, well, 100, let's call that the benchmark. Let's call that where it should be, 100, which means the average number of people could get it. Then in that case, eight times the number of people who should have been able to get a mortgage could qualify for a mortgage. Today's number is 129.9. So when you look at availability of credit, when you look at underwriting standards, when you look at all of the criteria lenders use to approve someone for a loan, today that index is at 129.9 compared to 868.7 in 2007. So I believe we have some stability in the mortgage market. I just do. I also want to point out something else that is very interesting, or it is to me. This is information from the Fed, and this is the household debt service ratio for mortgages as a percentage of disposable personal income. So if you have somebody that makes $10,000 a month and their mortgage payment is $500, they have a debt service ratio of 5%. So it is, this is computed on a quarterly basis, and it's the total quarterly required mortgage payments divided by the total quarterly disposable income of the person. In 1980, in the first quarter, it was 4.38% of disposable income. In 1991, when we had a little bit of a housing crisis, it was 6.22% in 1988, excuse me, 1998, when the housing market was fairly normal, 5.46%. When we had the housing bubble in 2007, it was 7.21%, approaching 100% more than it was in 1980. And today, just for comparison purposes, the average household debt service ratio for mortgages as a percentage of disposable personal income is 3.45%, so lower than at any time since 1980. So the reality is I don't think the mortgage market is in any type of danger here in the United States of America. I think our underwriting standards are good. I think we're not making loans and certainly not knowingly to people who should not be getting those loans. We think housing affordability has come back down where people who should not be able to buy a house are not able to do it. And we know that the percentage of disposable income that is spent on mortgages is lower today than it is or was any time in the last 20 years. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio on AM 920. The answer, my name is Cleve Gaddis. We've got a listener question from Dion in Ackworth. 
says, my credit and level of debt payments is pretty high. What is the best mortgage program option for someone in my position? And the answer is, if you are eligible to, to apply for a VA loan, that would give you the best option. And then the next best option would be an FHA loan. Both of those loans are insured by the U.S. government. You, in order to qualify for a VA loan, you must be a veteran, an honorably discharged veteran. I think you prove that by a form called DD-214. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's the form. And VA loans allow a tremendous amount of flexibility from an, from an underwriting standpoint. So they can allow you to have lower credit scores. They can hi- allow you to have higher debt-to-income ratios. Now, what is a debt-to-income ratio? If you had $10,000 a month in income coming in, total income, gross income before taxes, and you had debt payments – mortgage payment, car payment, student loan payments, whatever they are, totaling $5,000, then your debt-to-income ratio is 50% because $5,000 is 50% of $10,000. In most cases, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac loans will let you go up to 40 to 45% debt-to-income ratio. FHA loans and VA loans will let you go to 50% debt-to-income ratio or higher. So Dion and Ackworth, if you're looking at the loans that will be the best options for you, look at a VA first. If you're not eligible for a VA loan, then you need to look at an FHA loan. Now I want to caution you, if you're getting an FHA loan, an FHA loan has a special gift for you that lasts 30 full years, and that is you must pay for mortgage insurance for the entire life of the loan. In the past, when you had 20% equity in your home, so if you bought a $400,000 home, once you got to the point where you had $80,000 in equity on a $400,000 home, they would say your loan-to-value ratio was 80% or less. You could get rid of the mortgage insurance premium paid on the FHA loan. Today, that mortgage insurance premium payment is made every month for the life of the loan. Dion, if you have any questions, want to talk more on this subject, 770-497. Zero 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 is the number to call. Beth and Tim in Lawrenceville say my agent is searching every day for homes for us, but nothing is coming up in the searches. Or when something does, it's already pending, or it says it's already under pending. What advice do you have for us? This is not an uncommon occurrence, and I have some very very specific. Can you imagine? And some of you might be listening and thinking, "Oh, I know exactly what that's like." Well, let me tell you, in my opinion, what the agent's doing is they're misunderstanding or not applying a very important concept, and that is you must know K-N-O-W, what you are saying, no N-O-2. So if your agent searches by anything other than geographic areas, and you need to expand that a little bit, and by the list price, and you need to go a little lower than you expect to spend and a little higher than you expect to spend, and that's all the criteria that need to be in there, meaning if you say, I will not live in a stucco home, and you have an agent in today's world that is not also showing you the stucco homes that are available in your area, then my suggestion is that they are not really not looking out for your interest. It's not fair to you because you want to find a home. So get them to search more generally for homes, and I think you will find one. we got to take a quick break. When we come back, how to invest smart dollars in preparing your home for sale? What should you do when you find a water problem during your home inspection? 
and is housing really becoming unaffordable for many Americans? Stick with us. We have those subjects and more. We'll be back.